It's Cecilia. And Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out. Or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. All right, ladies. Wait, we have to uh, intro. Oh, hello, ladies. Hello. Oh, we can't say ladies because there have, oh, yeah. we have confirmed that there are some men that tune in. Okay. And yes, there are some good. men that also find you a little more intimidating than me, intimidating than me just through this podcast, which is hilarious to me. Wait, <laughs> what? What did they say? He just said, because uh, you know how we mentioned that on a couple podcasts back? Yeah. We said, like, okay, what is it? Is CC more intimidating than me? Like, why do I get shat on all the time? Um, and he said, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is, but just through the podcast and, like, I don't know if it's her voice or what, but she's definitely kind of intimidating. Like, I am kind of intimidated by her. And I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> it's good. It means you're like overly. Uh, well, actually, I don't know why he's really intimidated by you. I was gonna say it means you're overly confident and you're like you've got your ish together, and so that intimidates some men. I don't know if that's why he's intimidated by you. Though. I'm never gonna um, find a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, guys, today, so we had this good idea to talk about. Um, well, how did it come about? I just always thought it would be a fun you topic because, it. yeah, okay, okay. So, when ladies have the same taste in men as God, meaning God takes them for the vocation of priesthood instead of as your husband, um, but we you're were like secretly wishing that all the men in seminary would drop out and become your husband because you know that they've got the right mindset. <laughs> right. Because, okay, number one, they're spiritually formed. You know they have a prayer life. Number yep. two, the best priests make the best fathers. The best fathers would make the best priests. And number yep. three, we're naturally attracted to Jesus within people. So therefore, we're naturally attracted to holy men. Yep. And when we see someone with a collar on, we're like, oh, he's a holy man. So obviously <laughs> we hope, we hope. We, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So today we're calling two girls, Jacqueline and Julia. They're going to tell us their stories. And then we're going to go through a ton of voicemails and DMs of funny stories about dating and seminarians. It will be very, yep. very juicy. Okay. <laughs> very fun. Okay, Megan, heck no. <laughs> okay, my heck no, you guys. Oh, I shouldn't have just slapped that. <laughs> I slapped my ear and my little <laughs> microphone's right there. Um, my heck no is being cleared for six weeks, but not feeling like I'm 100%. Like, I'm still bleeding out. And apparently that's normal. From So eight, they like, said you're okay? They said I'm okay. She was like, okay, well, you're cleared you're cleared. And I was like, okay. And I literally had her like do an exam on me. Cause I was like, for peace of mind, I can't see down there. So I'm going to, I would appreciate it if you would check me out real quick, lady, <laughs> make sure like my stitches are fine. Cause I had two stitches yeah. from her scratching me and all that stuff. And you, you don't bleed any other time in your life unless you're dying or you're on your period. So 
I'm like, okay, I'm still bleeding a little bit. And she was like, well, as long as it doesn't amp up or there's not any more clots, like you're good. And I was like, okay. But it's not like I can feel a clot coming. I know. Well, sometimes you could because they were kind of big. But apparently it's normal. And apparently most women don't stop bleeding until eight to 10 weeks. I was like, are (gasps) you freaking kidding me? Why are we told six weeks is the clearance then? Like, <laughs> so that's my heck no. Because I guess it, you did birth a human. And I know, I know. And she's kind of, you mean. yeah, yeah. It's just frustrating because you're like, well, I'm cleared. And then you do like anything. You try and have sex, you bleed more. You work out hard, you bleed more. It's like, well, I'm not really cleared then. <laughs> right, why would they you say know? you're cleared? Right, so false hope. But we'll get there. What about you? <laughs> okay, well, mine is a little less severe. Um, I'm making up for, for last week where everything was a heck no. <laughs> <laughs> FedEx, screw you. I know, seriously. Um, so my heck no <laughs> is the fact that lettuce expires. That's true. And it expires pretty fast. Like, it gets pretty That's limp. what I'm saying. Like, limp fast. So you buy lettuce, you buy arugula, you buy a good spring mix, you know, whatever it is, and you forget it's there because you put it in the little, you know, container in the fridge, and then you are like, wow, I want a salad, because you never actually want a salad the day you buy lettuce. You want a salad, like, five days after you buy the lettuce. And then you get it, you open it up, and it's all slimy. And I'm like, if we can store info in a cloud, why can't we stop arugula from expiring? That is true. And I'm surprised that you called it arugula the first time I had ever gotten that. What? <laughs> I'm about to tell the listeners what just happened. You can't do that stuff, babe. <laughs> or you're about to get your life blasted all over social media. Are you serious? He just walked inside and started what? acting like he was about to make love to me. You <laughs> said that's not what happened. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I the favorite <laughs> goes camping for one night and comes back a new man. I know. Um, <laughs> he, okay, wait, what did you call arugula? Argula or something. I remember seeing it on the on the menu at a restaurant in California, and it was like one of the ingredients listed. It was like the first ingredient because you know it's hello the bed of lettuce, and I was like. Um, because I'm super picky. And so I was like, can you take off the feta cheese? And what's argula? Ar- ar- <laughs> and they were like, that's um, lettuce. And I was like, oh, <laughs> why did you, like, why does it have such a bougie name then that I've no, never heard? No, is not lettuce. Well, it's not, but it's a leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a leaf. Okay, so you know Yosemite National Park? Yeah. Okay, every time someone – I always saw people – I always heard people talk about Yosemite, but then I would see photos of this other place, and I was like, why is everyone going to Yoshmite, but I keep hearing Yosh- about Yosemite? <laughs> <laughs> Yoshmite. Yeah. That's funny. That's worse than Orgula. I know. So I was like – what the heck is happening? So anyways, my heck no is that lettuce expiring. And you know what? We are in the 21st century. We need to figure out a new technology. True. But then someone would be like, there's too many EMFs. And then it'd be like, ah, oh, well. There's <laughs> too many hormones in your lettuce. Well, yeah. maybe I just need to farm my own. 
Maybe, maybe you need to become a farmer. No, no, you don't. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Definitely not. <laughs> okay, Megan, heck yes. My heck yes is that um, last night at a girls' night, and we oh, watched well, girls' night. night. Yeah, and not just like Carrie and I, guys. Like I have friends now. Is that's what I mean by girls' night? Like Carrie was there too, and we had fun. But like I have actual like friends my age now, which is awesome. Um. And we watched Netflix, and we ate pizza, and ate crap food, and I had wine. And then this morning, I had a rosary brunch with, like, eight other Catholic women. And it's so great because I Where feel like- Where did these women come from? Right. Okay, so I knew one of them. She was a photographer out here, a military wife. Um, but she's got four kids. And then Margot is the other one. You met her when you right. guys came out and that was when we all met for the first time. Um, and then all the other women for the most part were women that Caitlin, the photographer invited over or whatever. So now we're doing a rosary brunch once a month. And I'm like, so oh pumped gosh. about it because it's so great. And it's like awesome too, because I always felt like, like I was mature enough to be with women who had four kids or whatever, but I was always like, I still feel like I could also be in college. Like I was in this weird age group where I was like, right. I don't really know where I fit in. But now that I have Carrie, it's now. almost like, okay, I, this makes more sense to me now. Like, okay, I'm a mom, but I'm also like probably one of the youngest people here, but that's okay because I also have a child. So I like still fit in this category. <laughs> so that's my heck yes. I guess the community. Honestly, Dude, especially awesome. after COVID and everything. Well, I mean, not like it's over, but I think everyone else is kind of over it at this point. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Heck yes. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Okay, so my heck yes is that the church um, that is a few blocks down brought back 6.30 a.m. mass. Which Why is that a heck yes? Like daily mass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Uh-huh. I'm like, I ain't not waking up at 6.30 on Sunday. Because <laughs> they had an 8 o'clock and then a noon. But it's like if you go to work, you mm-hmm. can't make either of those. Right. And so now I feel like I have the ambition to be a 5 a.m club member because I always wanted to be one but like I just you know it's like I would I would swipe my card a few times but I never got that platinum so I just really want to be a 5 a.m club gal and so having the 6 30 a.m mass like if I don't go I feel guilty which is a yeah, good guilt because it I it's just me not going to bed early enough right like that's my own fault and that so. guilt pushes you to like do it next the next day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not like this wallow in self pity thing. It's like right. it's not like I'm great. a failure. It's like wow, I'm lazy <laughs> and I have so. no reason to not go. Exactly. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty hyped about that. Not gonna lie. Um. <laughs> I wish we had a twelve o'clock here. We have an eight something and a five p.m. Eight is not gonna work because homegirl and I have just like passed out again after a feeding. And 5 p.m. is not going to work because by then I'm done for the day. Avery's just getting back and we're getting to hang out as family. So it's like, oh, the crap. (laughs) Yeah. I never understood why people would go to the 12 o'clock, but now I get it. You. You're the girl. You're the girl that keeps 12 o'clock alive. Yep. I would be the one, but it's fine. They don't want to make it happen (laughs) for me. So, But also like 5 o'clock, who actually gets off work by 5? Right? That's what I'm wondering. And then who doesn't have like – families and stuff to go home to and eat dinner and make dinner and you know or, or like kids activities after school activities obviously school right. is like whack right now but still 
Right. True. 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 Yeah. True. Okay, well, before we jump into our call with Jacqueline, real quick, I am actually staring at one of my favorite artworks of, uh, it's a a picture of, actually, it's a picture, a frame picture of JP2 and Mother Teresa, and I'm like, oh, it's so cute the way they look at each other. I love Um, them. (laughs) I know, I love them too. But I got it from the Catholic company because freaking Catholic art is the best. It's the best. It is the best. And Catholic Company is the best because I was just telling Cece this. You know how, like, there's, like, Catholic shops and stuff that are either, like, super modern or they're super, like, cradle Catholic traditional and there's, like, no in-between or you don't – you don't find your flair in either of them? You don't actually know, like, any of the saints that they're getting photos of or you, like, all of these things. Or you're just, like, like, that's a little, like – traditional old-timey looking I'm looking for something a little more hip or whatever Catholic company has so many different styles of like literally everything if you even just look on their website and look under crucifixes there's like you're gonna find pages and you're gonna find one that you're like oh my gosh that's so the style of my home or the style of whatever and because honestly you should have a crucifix in your house like if you don't have anything you should at least have a crucifix yes exactly and we've even avery and i've even talked about wanting to have a crucifix in every room in our house right Right now that is common but (laughs) (laughs) just right above the doorway yeah exactly we have one above our bed and one above the doorway in our guest bedroom which I kind of slid in there before his family got here. So it's kind of like, hey, what's that? (laughs) 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 Yeah, see, it is a great evangelization piece too. And it makes you like, it reminds us to pray. It makes you stop and think about Christ in busy moments running around the home. Like having that religious art really is a great way to make your home cozy. So yeah, you can use code HECK. H-E-C-K in all caps for 10% off Catholic Company. It's at Catholic Company on Instagram or www.catholiccompany.com. Okay, (laughs) we are moving on. Let's get, okay, okay, actually backstory of Jacqueline. So last fall, I started a group chat for ladies that wanted to go to Focus SLS Catholic Conference in Arizona. It was in December, January. Um, but I started a group chat for ladies that wanted to go, but didn't know anyone that was going and didn't want to go alone. So anyways, this group of ladies got to know each other in the group chat and actually ended up, I believe they ended up rooming together, but they met up and hung out the whole week because it's kind of intimidating to go by yourself. Um, but yeah, so anyways, our girl Jacqueline was one of those ladies and she met a man there. So Let's and call it. man her. is now a priest. Just kidding. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I We're going to find out. I actually don't know the story. He was a seminarian. <laughs> he was a seminarian. So we'll see. We'll get her on the line. <laughs> so I went to SLS this December. Um, I had just graduated college and I went by myself. And so when Cece made this like post saying, if you know any girls going alone, um, like, we'll put you in a group together, you guys can meet up. And I'm like, sweet, because I had gone to Seek the year before and I'd also gone by myself, met a bunch of people. But this time I'm like, it'd be great to know some people beforehand. Totally. Um, and so we all met up on like the very first day. Cece, I think we even like took a picture with you. Yes, yes. Yeah, we all ran into each other and it was super fun, super great. There was a group of like five or six of us that like stayed with the whole conference um, together. Last full day of the conference, um, 
we got out at like 10 o'clock at night um, and me and all the other girls in this group were just standing outside the conference center and two of them, Marissa and Allie, are like these amazing singers. They have like the most beautiful voices and like I am musically challenged. I am not gifted in that way. I girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, not at all. And so I'm like, all right, I'll film you guys singing. Like, I don't even remember what song it was. Like, singing outside the conference center so there they are they're like beautiful angelic voices are like drifting down the street and these two guys walk up to us and they're like oh my gosh we heard you singing and we just wanted to say it like sounded so beautiful and so of course you know we're talking and it's still like late at night um and it was roberto and his friend Devin, um and we're chatting away and they're like offered to walk us all to our different hotels because we were all staying in different hotels around Phoenix. So we're like, sure, that's so nice. Like these two so nice gentlemen. Oh, so. And so they're like, you know, these two cute guys like walking us around. And we come to find out that Roberto is in seminary and his friend Devin was not. Um, and so they're like dropping us off like at each hotel. And it just so happens that like my hotel was the very last hotel that we went to. Oh my gosh, there's like people screaming in the lobby behind me. They're like celebrating. Celebrating. (laughs) And so, you know, we're talking, we're talking. And, um, wait, hold on. What was your reaction when you found out he was in seminary? I was like, oh, this is so cool. I have like a good family friend who's like my age that's in seminary. I consider like a brother. I have friends that are young priests. So it's like super normal. Like, I'm like, okay, this is a cool guy. He actually knows how to hold a conversation with girls. Like, this is great. You know, good boundaries. Like, I don't have to worry about anything. And even when we were walking back to the hotel, he was like, oh, we just had this talk with one of the sisters. And she gave this talk to all of these seminarians saying that sooner or later, like, into your like journey as a priest like a woman is going to fall in love with you like just be prepared for that like as a priest like you have to know these things so like I'm with all these girls who are like oh yes like good boundaries like guard your heart like that's so crazy like thinking to ourselves like we never do that yeah um, and so we're like talking in the lobby of our hotel room or not the hotel room of the hotel and it comes to find out that my godmother um, who I had met in Virginia, she was actually his high school theology teacher in Phoenix. And then we what? Had, like, no way! Yes, which is, like, so crazy. So my godmother is Simone, and, like, the Catholic world is small, and she knows every freaking person, like, that has, like, a drop of complicity in them, like, she knows them. And so it was super crazy that, like, that was how we had this, like, mutual connection. Um... And so, like, right off the bat, I thought he was, like, very cute. But at the same time, he just said that, like, this nun had told all of them that, like, a woman is going to fall in love with you and you have to be prepared. And I'm like, all right, Jacqueline, good boundaries. Like, you can't think any of this. What year of seminary was he? What? What year of seminary was he? He was only in his second year. So, you know, he wasn't too, too far in. So, that was Okay, that's still still good. He's not, like, a deacon yet. Oh, my my gosh, no. (laughs) No, no. And so... As we were all leaving, um, he had, like, gotten everybody's, like, email addresses, um, and then we just, like, all parted ways, 
And a few days after SLS, I remember everybody, like all the girls from the group, like, oh, we just got this email from Roberto. And I'm like, dang it, I didn't get anything. Like, that's sad. Um, and then I ended up getting a text from him. And I was like, okay. And so we texted a little bit back and forth. And then he's like, I think you're really great. And I know myself and I want to talk to you all the time. Would you mind if I just wrote you like a letter instead? Like, I want to make sure we have like good boundaries. I was like, no, he's in the seminary. And I'm like, yes, sure. I will write you a letter. Oh my goodness. And so a few weeks go by and like a letter shows up. And so we start writing back and forth. You know, just so like what time is this? Like February? This is probably like end of January, like okay. beginning of February. Right. And I remember in February, like a letter showed up in my house and I was talking to my dad and he's like, What is the Nazareth house? And I explained to him, I'm like, Oh, I have a friend in seminary. He's like, This boy is gonna fall in love with you. He's like, and he's gonna leave seminary. I'm like, No, Dad, like that's not gonna happen. We're just friends. Oh, blah blah blah. And so as time goes on you know, write letters back and forth, getting to know each other. And then in the beginning of quarantine, like around like mid-March, he ends up texting me and just like, you know, I wrote you a letter, but I just wanted to know like how you're doing. And I couldn't wait to like hear your response, like hear you, like wait for you to write back. And so we started texting and that turned into like texting every day. Oh, but again, my and I know, but in my head, I'm like, he's going to be a priest. I have to have these good boundaries, but at the same time, you know, good like, boundaries of talking every day. <laughs> yes. Well, he's Love like, it. you know, reminding so. me to pray the rosary, like all of these oh, like, great goodness. things. And he's even like, oh, like we can hold each other accountable. And so like, which is great and wonderful, but still, you know, as you're talking to someone all the time, of course, feelings are going to arise. And right. so in my Hold head, on. I'm like, Jacqueline, you can't do this to yourself. Like, this is not good. But around... Like the end of April, I end up getting this letter and he's like, there's just been something on my heart. I wanted to let you know that I've actually decided to discern out of seminary. And my mind was like blown. But at the same time, I had this like a gut instinct and I'm like, yes, like I have been praying about this. I feel so bad, but I feel so good at the same time. Like, this is great, but like, I want to make sure he's doing this for all the right reasons. And he was, and like, he gave this, like, he's very like, put together like you know he thinks everything through right and so it, it wasn't, wasn't rash it wasn't like oh just for her it was like no 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 I'm actually called to marriage right exactly and that's when he said he's like I just have a very romantic heart like you know and the Lord has called me to marriage and I'm like bingo this is wonderful like let's see oh how my gosh. but at the same time like there was no talk of like feelings being professed at this point so I knew he was discerning out. I, mean, I knew that he said he was called to marriage. It was a good discernment. You know, he had talked with all of his formators. And that was just something that, like, this is going to be his new path in life. And he texted me one day, and he's like, one of my friends is getting ordained in Florida. Would I be able to come stay with your family? And I'm like, yes, of course you bold. can. Yes, very bold. And so, you know, I knew he was coming. And then a few weeks later, the ordination gets canceled. He's like, well, can I still come and stay with you guys? And then secretly, I was like, yes, like, of course you can. And so he ends up coming. And I go and I pick him up from the airport. Mind you, I had only met him, like, one day in my whole life. Like, 
before this. So I'm picking him up. And I'm like, what the heck? This is like a real person, like literally sitting right next to me. And like, we had called, we had like FaceTime, like all these other things. It's like, I obviously know him very well, but it's just different when you're actually in person. Yeah. And so I'm like, what the heck is my life right now? And so... Were you freaking out, like, on your way to the airport? Were you like, I can't believe this is happening? Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I was, like, so nervous. I'm like, what do I say? Like, do you have a good flight? Like, you know, how do you get this conversation going? You hadn't seen him since. Since I saw that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's been, like, months. And, like, you know, talk all the time. But still, it's very different when you're like meeting each other like re-seeing each other in person so like there was all this anticipation that was built up um and even and before- meeting your family i know and like <laughs> i even told my family i'm like i don't know like i obviously like him but i don't know what's going on i'm like for all i know he just wants to be friends like he hasn't said anything i haven't said anything so we're just gonna play it cool and like, see how it goes <sighs> and my parents are like that is a lot of bs you're kidding yourself like this boy is literally flying across the country right now to come stay with our family like yeah do you really think he just wants to be friends and I'm like I don't know Uh, this sounds oddly familiar to my story (laughs) carry on (laughs) but so the trip went amazing and like the second or third day I can't even remember that he was there I live on the beach and so we were just like walking or no we were sitting on the beach and he was like, I just want to let you know that, like, I have all these feelings for you. He's like, I, like, want to be, like, I want to make this work. He's like, Stop. Since the, yeah, he's like, since the day so I met you, I literally told, like, our house deacon that I was in love. And I'm like, oh, my God. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, and I wasn't even singing. It was my videography skills. <laughs> and I literally look at him and I'm like you were so crazy but like I love this like like, let's do it and so just like you know there was a great like sense of peace about everything like I had never done long distance before I would never like rightfully choose to do that or want (laughs) to do that like nobody wants to do that but at the same time I'm like (laughs) I'm like oh my gosh it's just like it feels right it like makes sense he's like this amazing guy and like backtracking the first full day that he was staying with us, I had to work the entire time. And he, like, spent the whole day alone with my family. And I'm like, if he hasn't been scared off at this point, then, like, we're golden. Yeah. What a trooper. Yeah, this is so sweet. And so I'm actually going to go see him next month. So things are going very, very well. So is oh, he your boyfriend? Oh, my God. Yes, he is. You successfully dated an ex seminarian. I know. Oh, my boss. This is rare. What? I said this is rare. Oh, I know. And the funny thing is, a lot of his friends were also all in the seminary and have like all discerned out and now all all these girlfriends. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, this is just this is how it's gonna be. So, so, so you know how people pray for like more people going into the priesthood and whatever. It sounds like we just need to be praying for them to not fall in love with girls at Catholic conferences, and then we'll make it. Literally, the best dating pool that you could go to. Honestly, <laughs> oh my goodness, that is amazing. So wait, this is year or month three? 
What? It's very early on. It's like one and a half. So still okay, early. Okay, We've okay. known each other for like nine months. Right, right. This is amazing. I'm so excited. So he lives in Arizona, though. Yeah, so he lives in Phoenix. Um, okay. I live in Florida. So, you know, literally, like, quite literally, like, the opposite sides of the country. Yes. And that time zone actually sucks. Like, that time zone difference is terrible. Sometimes I forget, and I'll text him, like, when I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, you know, 4 a.m. there. It's fine. Or, like, yeah, that's what I do to Megan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Jacqueline, this is such a good story. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing it. I've, I think everyone's going to love it because I feel like, every, again, every girl's dream is to date an ex-seminarian and it's not like you want them to get out of seminary. You just right. want them to have the formation and the sureness of their vocation. And so, yeah, it's, oh, I love that. Thank you for coming on and sharing it. Absolutely. That's hilarious. Hey, so you practically play matchmaker. You, you <laughs> set up the group chat. Actually, no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't play matchmaker this time. <laughs> she started the trend. It's good. Well, she got I started the trend. Friends. You got her those friends that were singing. Oh, true. You the boys in. I mean, if you really wanted to stretch it. <laughs> so, in a way, in a year, I should be expecting a wedding invitation, Jacqueline. That's what I'm saying. Oh, by all means, both of you are more than welcome. <laughs> I just have to come because I'm Cece's date to everything. <laughs> true. Okay, Jacqueline was so sweet. So now we're going to hear from Julia. She said that it's a Catholic girl thriller chick flick. So pretty much everything we've always had. (laughs) So we're going to hear from her. Okay, so I'm just going to jump in because, like I said, it's a little bit long, but it's really worth it in the end, I think. Um, So I'm just going to jump in. Um, So when I was a freshman in college, so I I graduated in 2019, so this was a few years ago. When I was a freshman in college, I went to a um, pro-life auction with uh, my former boyfriend. We went there actually in the um, place of his parents. His parents were supposed to go and they were like, hey, we don't really want to go. Like, why don't you guys just go? So we went and um, when we got there, we realized we were like the youngest people there by a lot. Like Everybody there was like older and also could like bid on a basket if they wanted to meanwhile like that like twenty dollars my name so I was like why are we here um but (laughs) so this is all to say like I was like awkwardly like shoving cubes of cheese in my mouth and um that's like all I could do and this group of seminarians walks in and I was like overjoyed to see them because I was like oh good someone like our age like someone we can relate to so that is when I met Peter. So um, Peter was one of the seminarians and it was a very like casual meeting. Obviously, um, we just were like, I was there, he was there. We just like had a casual conversation. Um, I just remember I thought he was like really funny and, um, you know, I obviously like liked him, but that was like the only, um, like, you know, that was pretty much it. So then fast forward like a year and a half later, um, actually, no, not even a year later, like September of the next year. Um, Peter friended me on Facebook. And the reason he friended me was because he was leaving St. Charles here in Philadelphia um, to go study at the North American College um, in Rome. So he's like really smart. So he was chosen to go study in Rome, like literally like could see the Vatican from his window. Like (laughs) it's just really crazy. So, um, so he went off to Rome. So he friended me because he was just like trying to like take inventory of like all the people he had met here in PA. So, um, that was pretty like, you know, so that's again, just like another connection that happened. So then it wasn't until like February of 2017, 
it was so random, you guys. Like I was going through a hard breakup and um, my roommate's really good family friend passed away. And it was just like we were both like on the struggle bus, just really like not having a good time. So I was at, yeah, I know. (laughs) So I was at work one day and I saw like literally like the green dot next to Peter's name on Facebook. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to message Peter. And like didn't even know this guy. And I messaged him and I was like, so dramatically like Peter my brother in Christ could you please pray for me <laughs> because I'm, I'm just thinking like obviously seminarians pray all the time like he's gonna do a better job praying for me than anyone else so he surprised me because he's like of course like but what's going on and I was like oh I wasn't expecting to like have to give a reason so I just kind of like briefly explained and he um then was like well he's like oh it sounds like you're going through a hard time or whatever and he's like do you was like would you want to like talk on the phone because he's like I feel like I don't really like know who you are <laughs> because we like randomly <laughs> met so I was like of course and the funny thing about that is is that oh my gosh hey Carrie <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's the cutest um congratulations by the way um but anyway so I was like super happy to talk to him just because it was like a random person that like didn't really know me or what the situation was or anything and so it was very like refreshing to talk to him but you guys are gonna laugh at those because it's so like catholic hopeless romantic what I'm about to say but like the first minute of talking to him I was literally like I'm gonna marry him like <laughs> I was oh so like God. I was so like starstruck in like the first minute I was like, set on getting him out of seminary <laughs> I was like yep here we go like this is it but like at the same time you guys like I was like obviously not serious about that like I was like oh I'm just like hopelessly romantic but it wasn't like I was like launching a vendetta to like get this boy out or anything because you know that's not what you do as a faithful catholic right so Anyway, so like just like long story short, that kind of like um, prompted like just a friendship. So we just started talking like a little bit more often, just like on Facebook Messenger. We just like send each other prayer requests and have like random conversations, Um, even though there's like a six hour time difference between Pennsylvania and Rome. So it was like uh, sporadic at best. But um, it just was it. But then like eventually as the months went by, um, like we just became like closer and we just started talking more. So that's when my heart was like, like maybe we shouldn't be talking this much and like just because I don't want to distract him and like I don't want like even though I love being his friend I don't want to like accidentally sway him in any way you know so right coincidentally that same week like Peter ended up calling me and he's like Julia like um I'm going away to China. So he was in Rome. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm going to China to be a missionary with like in like communist China, which is like, okay, no big deal. Wow. Um, scary. I know. And like, so he's like, yeah, so that's where I'm spending my summer. So I'm really not gonna have access to Facebook or anything. So, um, but like, he's like, but it's actually good because like, I've just been like discerning and like kind of like working through some doubts and like I just really need time to like pray and focus and you know I was like oh absolutely 100% like don't want to be a distraction to you so do what you got to do and so when he said that I was like yeah we're probably not going to talk again like we're probably not going to be like good friends like we were anymore just like because I really didn't want to talk to him that much in that capacity just because I needed he needed to do what he needed to do um right so like I was like all right just gonna be like Christmas cards from here on out (laughs) um, (laughs) but then um we went to um I went on a mission trip to um Ecuador with Focus that summer and we we were in like the most remote 
village in uh, Ecuador. It was called Huasi Pamba. It was so, um, okay. it was like really tiny in like the mountains. And so I, on the trip was this really young, like right out of the seminary priest. And it was really the first time that I spent time with a priest like that who was like really holy and young so like the whole week I was like do you know what like Peter's gonna be such a great priest and like he's gonna be this is such a good vocation um especially because in this village like they could only have mass like every four months let alone like the other sacraments so yeah like for them to have this priest there for two (laughs) weeks was (laughs) was really amazing for them because um oh my god she's so precious (laughs) um but anyway so like it was just like I was just really exposed to like the power and beauty of the priesthood in a way that I hadn't been before so I just like started to be really peaceful about the whole situation even though like all of this was kind of in my own head like it's not like Peter and I had a conversation about like romantic stuff at all like we just were like friends and all of this like romance was totally fabricated in my own head like I was like oh (laughs) yeah Exactly. So, um, anyway, so that was like a good, like little, that was peaceful. And I was, um, just kind of like moving on in my heart from that. So then imagine my surprise in, um, August. So this is 2017. I get a call and like up on the caller ID is like Rome, Italy. I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) I'm guessing this is Peter. There's one person. Right. So I like answered like so happy because again, I didn't really expect to hear from him. And I was like, hi, how are you? Like, this is such a great surprise. How was your summer? And he's like, hey, Julia, like, I'm good. Uh, I had a great summer. So good, in fact, that I'm leaving. So like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Wait, hold on, what? And he's like, this is like a total like mic drop moment. Like, are, are you what? And so he's like, yeah, I had, like a really amazing time in China. And like the doubts that I was experiencing never really went away. And like, I think that God's calling me to like, serve him in more of like a lay capacity so I'm gonna like come home to the U.S. for a while and then probably go back to China to be a missionary so I was like oh okay like um that's great but in my mind I'm like a total psycho I'm like oh oh interesting you're coming back to the United States like we're gonna get married yeah exactly (laughs) so I'm like googling wedding dresses like a psycho anyway but this, I mean, this is all joking, of course, but um, this is where, like, I'm going to, like, summarize a little bit because he was kind of going back and forth for a few months. And, like, I don't think I realized at the time, like, how hard this was for him to, like, go back and forth, um, yeah. like, leaving, staying because he'd been in the seminary. Like, this was his fifth year. So, wow. like, for him to be in it for that long and then, like, leaving and, like, disappointing the people that had, like, donated to his tuition and like we're just expecting him to be a priest like his family and everything right right. um yeah it was really hard but also I think he had to realize in that moment like that those things aren't a reason to stay too like you have to discern and like do it for yourself kind of and like do it for what you think God wants you to do so um this is where yeah so this is where the story gets a little interesting because at one point in our conversations earlier, I had like told Peter about my dad, like, cause my dad had um, been dating my mom for a couple years and then he, they broke up for like eight or nine months. So my dad could discern because my dad thought he had a priestly vocation. So I had like told that to oh Peter probably in like an attempt to like relate to seminary life or something. And so he like months later was like, Hey, do you think I could like talk to your dad? Like, I just feel like he could like help me as I'm like trying to figure out like what to do and stuff. So I'm like, 
absolutely. Like, here's all his contact information. Like, <laughs> here you go. So my dad and Peter have like this mysterious conversation that I had no part in and neither of them told me anything about it afterwards. Um, but this is actually like a good point in the story to like say, I like to this day go back to this time in my life um, because like in my like prayer life and everything, because it was such an amazing time of grace. Like this whole time I just had mm-hmm. such a sense of peace. Like whatever God wants is going to happen. Like, because both of us are right. focusing on that and like, G- and um, Peter is totally focusing on Christ and right. what Jesus wants him to do. So if this goes one way was or the other way, life, was your prayer life especially strong during that time? Yeah. Like just because like, I was just so at peace. Like I just felt very peaceful that this yeah. was going to work out. And like, yeah. I, but also realizing like God's will is the only thing that's going to make either of us happy. So if Peter's supposed to be, right. a prayer, that's what's going to make me happy. And like, if he's supposed to leave, right. that's what's going to make me happy. Like, like forcing anything or pushing my own agenda right. wasn't going to do anything. Like, and it was only going to like yeah. cause more confusion. So yeah, like it just was really like a graceful time. Um, like even in the, un- in the not knowing, which is really a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, just because I had become kind of like involved in his story again, and like his, um, you know, just like his life, I wrote yeah. him, I ended up like writing him a letter just because like our main form of communication was like Facebook messenger. Um, so I ended up writing him a letter just to say like, Hey, like I, regardless of whether you stay or leave, like I'm going to be praying for you and God is guiding you, um, to your ultimate fulfillment and like your vocation. And, um, like God wants us to be happy and like whatever God wants is going to be so good. And like, I just, I was pretty much just saying like, I'm so grateful for our friendship just because it has led me so to be closer to God and like has um, brought Christ more clearly and fully into my life. So um, I just, I don't know. I just wanted him to be like free. Like I, if I had given him any impression of like that, I liked him or anything like accidentally, I just wanted him to know, like I was supporting him no matter what happened, like whether he was staying or leaving, because I didn't, again, want to force anything. And I also didn't want um, him to feel pressured or like anything like that. I just wanted him to be free to make the right decision. Cause ultimately that's the only thing that would make him happy and me happy. So, right. Right. Um, but kudos to you for realizing that and knowing that. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, well, that's what I'm saying. It was like really grace filled. Like I just felt like God was guiding me, that you know? And like, very that's present. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like to this day, I still like go back to that time. I'm like, you know what? God was so present there. He's present here now, even if I don't feel, feel him as much, you know, like yeah. I just, I really go back to that. Um, so anyway, so what I didn't know at the time was that Peter was actually writing a letter to me. So I told, so I didn't tell Peter I was writing that letter. Um, but he messaged me one day saying, he was like, Oh, uh, I got a letter for you and one for you is on its way. So I was like, okay, like, what can this be? And, um, so I like spent the week literally convincing myself that it was going to say, hello, I'm becoming a priest. Kindly never speak to me again. Like that's what I was convincing myself because my brain was like totally getting away with itself and I didn't want that to happen. Um, so anyway, so the letter I received, and this is uh, what I said to Cecilia about it was like <laughs> Pope Francis and the Vatican was involved because I go to my tiny mailbox at school and complete with like a Pope Francis in the corner stamp and like a Vatican seal on like the, it was like a post office oh seal on the letter was this letter. I was like, oh my gosh, here it is. 
So I, I opened this letter. I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is going to say, but um, we'll just take it for what it is. And the, um, so it ended up being this absolutely beautiful letter. And like, Peter was like, I've been trying to write this for a month and it's finally getting, like getting pen to paper. And um, he essentially said, I'm just going to start to paraphrase, but like, he was like, over the months of speaking, like my respect and admiration for you has grown into something different. And like, it's grown into like a deeper kind of affection. And I just feel like I need to tell you because um, I've been afraid of these feelings and afraid to admit them to myself, but I just need to tell you. Um, And so he was and like he, he until kinda, then he you he had never said anything about liking you no no he hadn't okay. and like we were just like Everything really was just in your head <laughs> yeah oh my gosh 100 okay. percent. yeah and we were just okay. like really good friends like so we were like we related to each other really well and everything um but yeah it wasn't no there was nothing that was like okay gotcha uh romantic at all so he essentially said in his letter, he's like, I don't know what God has in store for us, but I know he's like, ha- like orchestrated this meeting for a purpose and um, right. nothing he do, nothing that God does is like for nothing, you know? And right. um, he said, I'm like, I literally have the letter in my hand. I'm like trying to paraphrase here. But um, <laughs> the cool thing about it is that he was like so unsure of what I was, of what my reaction was going to be, even though I'm sure like he had some inkling that it was going to be positive just right. because we were good friends um, and everything. But he said at the end of the letter, he was like, I pretty much have nothing to offer you. Like I've been in this seminary, like, and it was such a testament to like real, um, it was so refreshing, just like real masculinity. Like he was like putting himself out there on the line, like um, really pursuing me, even though he wasn't really sure. It was really beautiful, but he signed the letter. um, Thank you for being a part of my vocation story. It was far less beautiful without you. <laughs> oh, like, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So, I know. He's like amazing. <laughs> so I know. So I was so like amazed and just like, oh, like on cloud nine, like really just like surprised. So I ended up going home and talking to my parents about it. Um, and the funny thing about it is like it goes back to that mysterious phone call that my dad and Peter had because I was talking to my parents my mom was like wait a minute like I thought that Peter was just like this friend and you know I was like I know right I don't know where this crazy romance has come from and like I'm just as surprised as you are and then um my dad was like yeah so Peter and I spoke a few um weeks ago and I really encouraged like I I ended up just asking him like point blank like if any of the confusion of his vocation had anything to do with you I was like what and he was like yeah (laughs) like what in the world so he yeah so like they had a conversation and my dad was like Peter like I think this is like a really cool part of this because my dad was like Peter there's nothing wrong with the way you feel like these are holy affections like you even though you're in the seminary like the fact that you are friends with Julia and you have grown to love Julia like that's okay and like it's showing that like God is calling you to something that God might be calling you to something different or maybe he's using this as a tool to get you just where you're supposed to be you know so anyway um so my dad like knew that the letter was coming but like he didn't tell me anything I was like what the heck it's like crazy (laughs) so um anyway so I'm gonna like this is getting long but um so you're all dating now question mark okay well this is okay uh this is where it gets crazy so on then okay so on October 12 2017 um so this is almost three years ago now I called Peter and 
we talked about how we felt for each other and it just was like the most natural conversation because I think it was just like we were friends for so long and then that conversation bringing it to the next step was just like very natural and peaceful so then he came back a week later and um he like came and saw me at Immaculata where I was going to school and the crazy thing is we hadn't seen each other for like two years so like we because he was away and everything so we ended up dating for a year and three months and then in December of 2018, um, he proposed to me on the feast of the Holy <gasps> Family at my parish. So engaged, or are y'all engaged? And on October 12, 2019, um, two years to the day, we got married. And so, so y'all's one year anniversary is coming up. Yes, so we're almost oh so actually yeah, in exactly a month. Gosh. Yeah, we'll be married. And the cool, the other way that Pope Francis is involved in this is that the day that Peter left Rome um, to come home to the U.S., he got a bracelet blessed by like by Pope Francis at like a papal audience, mm-hmm. and it's like a rosary bracelet. And I actually like wore that on my wedding day. Um, it was crazy because I actually lost it and I like found it a couple of days before the wedding. I was like, oh, good, um, but. Yeah, so that's the story. It's like it. It that was like sorry, it was so long. Um, but, but so so perfect. Like it all. Like looking <laughs> back on it, you're like, okay, yeah, God was so evident in all of that. Right. Yeah. It was really and like just really just an example of like if you really give everything to God. Like obviously the story is right. special and such a gift. Like I'm so blessed um, that this is my story and like I love this story. But like we really were like seeking. God and we found each other in Jesus's heart like you know we were like seeking yeah. God's will and there's really no logical reason that this happened like because our correspondence was so random and sporadic but both of us independent of each other like had a feeling like just fell in love yeah. with each other you know and like we were so yeah. sure and like everything from engagement to marriage to everything has been so clear and so like um just really feeling felt God with everything so I like to think like bringing it back to the beginning like that when God like saw us at that party, like meeting for the first time, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Like, here we go." Just <laughs> wait. Yeah. You have no clue what I have in store for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my gosh! Thank you for calling in and sharing that. I think we lost Cece for a bit. She couldn't hear it, but she'll be able to hear it because I'll download it and I heard it all clearly. So she'll be pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised with the whole story. Megan, Megan, I can hear you, Julia. I can't hear you. So oh, like, no. everything Megan said, which was like <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> this is amazing thank you so much and you'll be on on monday so you can listen to yourself on here (laughs) okay that was weird that i couldn't hear jacqueline but sorry couldn't hear julia but wow hopefully it was awesome and (laughs) you'll listen back on monday you'll tune into our podcast for the first time ever so you can hear what she said yeah seriously okay but we have dms so i had so many dms of girls saying their seminarian stories and it was so good so if i didn't get back to you i probably read it but i just my finger energy was not there um but i found three categories that women fall in there is either happy ending category one okay category two is the man actually ends up becoming the priest that marries her and a different man. And wait, category wait, wait, wait. Three, wait yeah. let me clarify category two. Category two is he becomes a father, like a like a married father, but just becomes not to them. a priest father. Oh. But just not her future children's father. Oh, sad day. <laughs> sad day. 
And then, but, but, but these stories is, I'll, I'll read them. And then the third category is it's just friggin' screwed up. So, <laughs> Oh it is it is a time. So the happy endings, I have two that I'll quickly read. Courtney, she was saying her friend, this is Courtney's friend. She was okay. saying that her family had some charitable connections with a monastery in France one summer. And she, she frequently went there with her mother. One of the French monks fell in love with her, left the monastery, and now they have the most beautiful family. She said it was love at first sight. Come on. Oh, so that's happy ending. That's happy ending. Another happy ending is I met him in college. We were quote unquote friends for years. He left for seminary in Rome and was there for three and a half years. Then he discerned the priesthood wasn't his calling, came back to the US and called me. And we just got married almost two weeks ago. Life with Christ is a beautiful adventure. Oh (laughs) my gosh. I know. Congrats to them. Two weeks ago seriously and then dana so now we're moving on to not your father or not your child's father yeah 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 yeah. not your child's father (laughs) she said my best friend who is now marrying my fiance and i had a dream he was standing at the altar and saw me walking down the aisle he thought he was meant to marry me turns out he was right but actually marrying me and my fiance oh my gosh that's funny I know. And then the other one was my best friend who's marrying my fiance and I almost left seminary for me. <laughs> what are the odds? I think it's hilarious that they're marrying them anyways. Like that I know that's how close they are. Like, it just shows that like truly God can is like, okay, that is not your vocation. Yeah. Therefore, you know, they, they're just in your life in a different way. Right. You're going to watch them take on that vocation with someone else. And you're going to be the person right. that uh, commits them to each other in the sacrament of marriage. So congrats. Right. <laughs> that is incredible. Okay. And then the screwed up ones is um, pretty much this one doesn't make sense, but it kind of also makes sense. She goes, I have a story where I met a guy who was in seminary at, at a young adult function He was always really flirtatious, but knowing he was in seminary, I obviously tried to keep my feelings in check. But then at a wedding we were both at, he made some jokes about how he couldn't marry me because he was jokingly promised to someone else, but then maybe he could have a celibate marriage with that person and then get an annulment and marry me. So that was brutal, and there's more to it, but that's the gist. What? What? (laughs) So wait, is this guy a priest? That's what I want to know. That's what I feel like he's probably still in seminary and also has no idea what's going on. Yeah, he's still very much so discerning. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Huh? And then another another story in the category of what the heck, what in the dang heck, is, okay, so I met a guy. We hit it off. Then about a month into talking, he tells me he's joining seminary. I was in high school still, and he was just graduating. Then he goes to seminary and we start writing letters to each other. And every time we got home, we got together one-on-one. The letter thing is totally a thing. Like all the men do that. Additionally, his grandfather was a deacon at my parish and would always make these remarks to me about how he thought we'd go well together if said guy dropped out of seminary. Oh my gosh. Well, this guy then decides he wants to be a monk. Instead, about a half a year in, and then after a year, he tells me that he wants to leave. 
So then I confess my love to him once at these one-on-one lunches, and then he pseudo-confesses his love, but then decides to stay in seminary. So I finally confront him about it, and he tells me that he never had feelings for me, and basically I was crazy for thinking that. What? (laughs) What the crap? What? He's like, oh yeah, that never happened. The thing about me loving you? Yep, never happened. You're crazy. I'm confused, and you're crazy. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh my gosh, men. Men are men are men. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, fun fact, the priest that married us, um, before he discerned and the priesthood and became a priest, he was dating this Protestant girl. And he took her to Chick-fil-A and broke it to her that she was that he was going to discern the priesthood. And he tells her, and she's like, that's fantastic because she thinks I'm going to be a preacher's wife. This is awesome. <laughs> and he's like, no, that means we're breaking up. <laughs> and she was like, what? In Chick-fil-A? In Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but he's a phenomenal priest. Like, he's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> we love him. But I was like, oh, that poor girl. Poor girl. She thought all her dreams had been made. <laughs> she thought she was going to be a preacher's a preacher's wife. She did. <laughs> she thought wrong. She thought very wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we have a voicemail from our friend we do. Uh, Mary yeah. Kate. Yes. Hey, you guys. It's Mary Kate. Um, I have a seminarian story to tell. Uh, I was living in another state at the time. I won't say what state it was. But I don't want to identify anybody. Um, I was living in another state, and I was staying with a friend, like, kind of in between places, and I got into an accident in their parking lot. I was, like, throwing my car into reverse. This guy directly behind me was also in reverse. We rear-ended each other, and he got out of the car, and we were both so apologetic. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was me. No, it was me. Um, So I was standing around for a while, making decisions about, are we going to call the police? Are we just going to work this out amongst ourselves? Um, we decided to work it out amongst ourselves. I drove away. Um, he texted me his information. Um, and then when I texted him my information, he said, oh, that's so funny. You're from Illinois. I go to seminary in the city. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's a Catholic seminarian. I feel so bad. Um, so I responded, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're Catholic. That makes me feel even worse. I... Uh, you know, I'm also super Catholic. I feel so bad about this whole thing, yada, yada, yada. So we worked it all out. A couple of uh, couple of weeks later, he calls me, leaves me a voicemail, um, and he's like, hey, I put my check for you in the mail. By the way, I left seminary, and I was wondering if you want to go to dinner with me. <laughs> um, so it was great. We went on a date. Um, super sweet. Um, you know, we had a really good time, did not have a second date, but, um, one of those funny stories that you are like, oh my gosh, I think God and I must have the same taste. So (laughs) Mary Kate, why is that something that would happen to you? But also why do I feel like Mary Kate would handle it way more gracefully than any of us? (laughs) Imagine if he had a collar on, I would have been like, "Ah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Can I go to confession right now in front of you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the fact it was literally weeks like oh by the yeah. way i'm leaving seminary and let's go on a date yeah like, that he had to be very thinking long. about her he oh absolutely 
But I mean, if we're being honest, Mary Kate is a catch. So she's a babe. So <laughs> she is. She's a hundred percent a babe. So oh knew. my goodness, I love that. I freaking love that. <laughs> well, guys, I, I know the podcast. Oh, go on, man. I also love that she started it with, "Hey guys, it's Mary Kate," and we just instantly had to know there was only one Mary Kate that we know. <laughs> I know. Well, she told me in the DM she had a story. I was like, girl, call in. Oh, good. Good. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, we know this podcast ran a little long, but I hope you enjoyed these stories. <laughs> Seriously, there were so many of them. It was hard to narrow it down. But Honestly, honestly, our voicemails are flooded with seminarian stories, and we only shared one. Like, <laughs> that's how many we have. Which is insane to me. I didn't know there were that many. I don't know. I know, but I it's kind of just like fun because you don't hear about this stuff. Right. But right. we promise there are good holy Catholic men that stick in seminary. So it's not like one's bad because you're not in seminary. It's just like you're called to something different and you got to figure it out. Right. Because imagine if they, like, like Julia was saying, imagine if he stayed in seminary because people had like paid like donated towards his wages and like like living arrangements and everything and he mm-hmm. stayed in for guilt of that but then was never the best priest he could be because he was not called the priesthood you know right and honestly it's not like priests don't desire to create a family like it's right. not that they don't have that in them it's just a different calling to sainthood right right exactly so, so yeah. kudos to the priests that um our priest today <laughs> and kudos to the men that discerned that was not their calling and are serving in another way and kudos to men that just have dis- discerned in general either in seminary or out of seminary they've discerned that they know what their vocation is because that is also important because we got a ton of dm saying yeah we were dating then he left me for seminary <laughs> <laughs> true honestly true <laughs> so yeah kudos to all men that know what's going on holy men that know what's yep. going on yep <laughs> we appreciate you uh, appreciate you all right guys we will see you next monday thanks a ton for listening to the what in the dang heck podcast make sure you call our hotline subscribe leave a rate and review and might as well follow us on instagram while you're at it in your eyeball and it's stabbing your eyeball okay have you ever had like <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, okay. you know like after... <laughs> how do I say this <laughs> after a shower and you like get dressed and stuff and you obviously wash your hair in the shower and right. there's like you're like there's a piece of hair where there should not be a long piece of hair and oh. <laughs> <laughs> That happened a couple of times too many where now I just check every time before I get out. <laughs> I'm like, this, this is, is so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the worst. Or or even if you just feel like a piece of hair like stuck around a toe or something and you're just like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. In your eye, in the back of your throat, you feel like it's never – like your world is ending until the piece yep. of hair comes out. Yep. Yeah, Avery um, dug the hair out of the drain while my parents were here because my dad bought like a little tool that you use. Yeah, I guess. And Avery came downstairs and was like, you're showering with a shower cap on. I was like, so I'm just never washing my hair. 
No, Avery, you're going to have to learn how to snake the drain. <laughs> I was like, it's either down the drain or it's on the shower wall. Which one do you want? <laughs> that is so funny. He doesn't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Should we start this off or yes. should we start it? Let's, yeah, yeah. let's start. Let's start.